Hello and welcome to another episode of the A-Level PE podcast. This episode is is based on sport and society and it's just going to be a quick overview of the development of sport from pre-industrial Britain through to around about the start of the Second World War. So you need to know what society was like in Britain in the pre-industrial age, so that's pre-1780. You need to know the characteristics and impact on sporting recreation, the characteristics of popular and rational recreation linked to the two-tier system. You also need to know what Britain was like during the industrial and post-industrial times, so 1780 through to 1900, in terms of the characteristics and impacts on sport. You need to know about the development of association football, lawn tennis and the rationalisation of track and field events and the role of the Wenlock Games. I'm just going to go through each of these topics, just just giving you some information about each of them and then a few exam tips and a few keywords that you need to know. So pre-industrial Britain, which was pre-1780, the social and cultural factors about this period were that transport and communication links were very limited. Only the educated classes could read and write. The lower classes worked long hours dictated by the agricultural calendar. There was a feudal system. This meant there was a strong class divide between the rich and the and the poor. Sport mirrored aspects of society. The unruly working class tended to perform unruly pastimes, such as mob football. So a key word there is the feudal system. The feudal system is a method of structuring society based on a person's role, e.g. the king, landowners, labourers and workers. So during that time, there was popular recreation. Popular recreation refers to the sporting pastimes of people in pre-industrial Britain. Working hours were long and time was limited, so opportunities for participation tended to fall around festivals and holy days. The limited transport meant that activities were local and relevant to a small area. Participants made use of rural facilities, e.g. the open land for mob games. So we've talked a little bit about this idea of mob football being between Yarnton and Woodstock with the ball sort of starting somewhere around about Bedbrook. The two-tier system was exemplified by the two activities of mob football and real tennis. Mob football was an early form of football which often used a pig's bladder as a ball. This game was localised and rural with virtually no rules or regulations it tended to be male dominated and it was very violent. A key thing there, if you get a question on this, don't write that there was no rules, write few rules or virtually no rules. Real tennis was not a, po a typical popular form of recreation. It was a game played exclusively by the upper classes in purpose-built facilities using specialised equipment and with a clear set of rules. So a couple of exam tips there. A basic understanding of the sociocultural factors which prevail during each period, pre-industrial, post-industrial, will help put this provision and development of sport into a historical pr perspective. We've talked quite a lot about how sport reflects society. It did back then as it does now. And then another tip to remember, 
Remember the three L's when thinking about mob football. Literacy was low, so few rules were, and the rules were not written down. Lower classes played mob football, and it was played locally. So moving on in time to rational recreation. Rational recreation involves sporting activities designed by the middle classes for the lower classes to play. The intention was that they would be organised, well-ordered and controlled as previous sporting pastimes tended to involve gambling, violence, damage to properties, injury and death. Sporting pastimes had to move with the times as Britain industrialised, sport became more organised and less unruly. So now on to the industrial and post-industrial times, which is about 18, sorry, 1780 through to 1900. The Industrial Revolution occurred during the mid-18th to mid-19th centuries. This period was marked, this period marked a change in Britain from a feudal rural society into an industrial, industrialised, machine-based capitalist society controlled by powerful urban middle classes. So we've gone from having a two-tier system to a three-tier system. The impact of the Industrial Revolution in the first half of the 19th century saw quite a lot of negative effects. Much of the population moved from the countryside into towns and cities for improved employment opportunities and amenities. Space in the cities was sparse and there was poor health and hygiene. There was a lack of public facilities and wages were low. So when they first moved, things actually sort of got a little bit worse for those people and it was only over the course of time that their lives began to improve. So in the second half of the 19th century, there was a big improvement in health and hygiene, gradual increases in wages and time available for leisure. Um, the development of the middle classes who gave time for their workers to play sport. And because they had this time, there was a growing value of this word athleticism, which is all related to a healthy body and a healthy mind. The setup of factory sport te sports teams, which was known as industrial patronage, helped factory owners to encourage loyalty through sporting provision. So as things began to improve, transport communication um, and urbanisation also improved. The invention of the steam engine led to the railway network being built. Consequently, the postal service became far more efficient. Newspapers developed as printing techniques developed. People could therefore read about sport in the newspapers. Travel became cheaper and more accessible, so people could travel to watch and to play sport. And urbanisation encouraged further movement of the population from the countryside into towns. And so then... We, we had the British Empire, which we've talked a lot about a little bit in that nowadays we, we talk about it as the Commonwealth and the Commonwealth Games. But the British Empire played quite a big part in the history of British sport. Um, at its height, the British Empire was the largest empire in history and at that time was the foremost global power. By 1921, it ruled approximately one quarter of the world's surface due, due to this. The British development of sport also spread throughout the empire, particularly specific sports and organisational influences. So the army officers played sport and spread the concepts of these sports overseas. The clergy took sport overseas as part of their missionary work and diplomats tended to travel and encourage sports like rugby and cricket. And all of this over the course of time 
led to an increased emphasis on leisure. Provision made through factories, churches and local authorities all encouraged and endorsed sport, especially the organised versions. So that's all related to the codification of rules, where rules were played, different rules were played by different villages and different towns, and then these rules were codified and one version was agreed. The churches set up church teams, factory set up factory teams, for example, Cadbury Athletic Football Club, as football was, sorry, I got a little bit muddled there. I think West Ham Football Club, Aston Villa, they were all church and factory teams. And we, we I said earlier right how there was originally a two-tier class system, and then we, then we developed this three-tier class system. So the emergence of the self-made middle class had empathy for the working class. They helped them codify the rules. Um, they helped them set up competitions. Um, facilities were built. Public baths were built. Gradually, working class people had more time to play, which, which in the sort of over the course of time led to the development of professional sports people. And we'll talk a bit more about professional sports people later when we look at the amateur and professional codes. So a couple of key words there. Sorry, I stumbled over quite a lot of that. First key word, urbanisation, which is the transformation of rural, low population areas into highly populated urban areas. And then codification, which is the emergence of stated rules for sport. OK, and so I'm actually going to finish this episode with just two questions. Question number one. What two-tier class system was in operation in pre-industrial Britain? So pre-1780. Question number two. Explain what the industrial explain what the industrial revolution was and the impact it had on society from 1780 to 1900. So you can just have a think about those two questions or you can pause and you can write them down. Then you can use your notes to check your answers. And I'm going to make a second episode um, covering the governing bodies, characteristics and impact on sport, the development of football, lawn tennis and athletics and a couple of other bits and pieces. And I'll get that recorded and published soon. Thanks for listening. And let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's anything you would like me to add to this or if you need me to speed up when I'm talking or whether you need me to slow down that's probably more important uh, just let me know what you think